Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile gaming review program. I'm Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it fell to me, and I chose End Matter. Not going to make fun of the name this time. Don't you get me now. End Matter is a 2021 action strategy game uh, from Mario Koenig. Uh, released uh, on mobile, but also desktop as well. I think it's on itch.io. Uh, what is itch.io? I know it's a thing, right? Itch.io. But itch.io is a indie gaming platform where... Good, I'm glad someone knows you can, something. Yeah, it's like a very extensible indie gaming platform. I think it was recently acquired by Epic Games. Oh, um, so Apple's favorite company. That's, that's something there, yeah, with all the hubbub going around. Um, but yeah, it, it, it allows you to upload your early builds and your eventual, um, you know, polished build in a really easy way. I think also Itch.io is known to like not take a big cut out of developers royalty or like, what do you call that? That, um, you know, normally it's like 30%. I think for Itch.io is actually lower. Mm. Gotcha. Oh yes. I know why I've heard about it. Cause Apple was kind of using itch itchio as an example of what could happen if uh they they didn't have such a uh locked down ecosystem and oh, they thought i'm interested to hear their reasoning for yeah that's like itch.io has offensive and sexualized games they do which is I like mean, well i don't know i mean it's also like well being sex positive is like that's we should be encouraging that like sure people have sex it's a thing i think it's just you just need to be better about filtering that stuff appropriately right or like being able to filter Mm. that per user basis because i'm sure people want it that's why it's being made yeah uh but yeah anyway can't blame price pricing for that right yeah it's gonna happen everywhere sam let me read you the apple app score (laughs) sam let me read you the apple app store description for end matter hmm Hyper-stylized battles in space. Show them aliens who's intergalactic boss. <laughs> My voice went up high, high there at the end. End Matter <laughs> is a hyper-stylized real-time space battle simulator created by your friendly buzzword-abusing indie dev next door who's really happy that you're considering investing your hard-earned money into funding his horrible, horrible coffee addiction. But hey... <laughs> But hey, that'll at least guarantee you an evening of fun on the couch, kicking some aliens in the behind while wondering whether it was really necessary to blend a casual strategy game with a freaking dating sim. It's just one of those levels, though. Prom- it's, it's just that one level, though. I promise. Oh, boy. Okay, well, there's a lot of... Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm going to say, out of all the bland copywriter ux uh, copy we normally do for games uh, this has a charming direct quality to it it does have a pretty direct you know writing style <laughs> yep which i appreciate uh let me jump on to the uh, the content here the, the little bullet points you get 40 levels uh 11 even more pretentious game modes for you to unlock 11 weapons uh infinite pop fun playing all of the above over and over again uh, and a tutorial. No in-app purchases, no tracking, no selling your data, no BS. Just a casual space sim to enjoy on the couch. Have fun. Mm. I appreciate that. Yeah. 299. Is it really a stylized battle simulator, though? Well, let's get into it. <laughs> so, in matter, you are a... You're, you're a galactic god who controls you are. planets. 
which has always been my dream. I don't know about you. Uh, finally, at a flick of my finger, I can command thousands, if not millions, of spaceships to do my bidding. Absolute power! <laughs> So yes, you are the uh, ultimate god of the galaxy, and you start off the game uh, with uh, these planets uh, in the solar system, and each planet has kind of three different ratings, uh, how strong it is at attack, how strong it is at defense, and how many ships it kind of generates. So you start off with, say, like a million ships uh, rotating around around your one planet. Now you can send those ships to take over other planets and kind of one of the early strategies you want to do is let's find planets with a high production rate because really you want to maximize as many ships as you can. Once you've got a bunch of ships going, then you can start attacking other players. So other players will be have planets in different colors. You can see like how many ships they have, what's their generation speed or the, how many uh, ships you get they are creating per second. Uh, and from there you can like attack their planet uh, kind of Basically, it's a, lot of, it's, a, it's a math simulator. You want to see, hmm, how many ships do they have and how quickly are they generating? And then quickly doing some calculations to go, well, how many can I send from my planet to beat them? It's just a numbers game, right? Uh, but at the same time, not expose my planet to get taken over by someone else. Uh, and really, that's kind of how the game plays. Each You kind of have this strategy level of... Do you want to take over planets with good attack, good de- good defense, or good production? Uh, mm-hmm. And then, do you want to sit back, wait for your uh, your fleet to power up and to become giant and huge, or do you want to kind of be more strategic, take over some small planets, uh, and work your way through? Basically, you win by destroying all the other players in the game. Uh, I think the flavor text called them aliens but actually in the UI, they're called players. So mm. that would be kind of fun, actually, if they were... Uh, we are all aliens. If we are, aren't we all aliens, really? That's very true. Uh, I don't think it's multiplayer, as far as I know. Um, I think it is just all sort of AI-based. Right. Um, Which is kind of confusing, because like as soon as you start that first option of where you have to tap into, it says two players. Right. Or like players two, or something like that. So I it's, read that as, do I need another player to play along with me like i'm not sure what this means Mm -hmm. uh so that was a little bit of confusing part right at the beginning of it but edwin what you described to me is a real-time strategy game it is not a space battle glorified space battle game it is very much a a hyper stylized space battle okay (laughs) exactly um and and even at that like i feel it's it's more of a board game rather than like uh you know like sure things happen automatically uh like your video game should but the fact that you have to kind of know the numbers of how many you're producing versus how many to send over versus how many that planet is producing it's very much like a board game where like you're allocating resources making sure the expansion this is a 4x game edwin oh my gosh this is oh i didn't realize right exterminate exploit expand and excavate i think it i think those are it right like you got to gather resources and you're expanding your base you're exterminating your other players and doing the full uh, fix yeah exploiting i think that was the other one yeah oh Oh, sam so you bring it with your game theory yeah it is a 4x game 
But yeah, so initially, um, I think the look of this game is really good. Like the look of this game is kind of like that designery, simplified, sort of abstract look, which brought me in. Mm -hmm. Right? I was like, oh, I'm interested in this. Yeah. Uh, But then, I to me, it led to a little bit more confusion than clarity. Um, And you know, like one of the base things is I think it it tries. I think the design of it really made it easy to fill in the blanks, right? From like an engineering and like a data perspective. But because of that aspect, it wasn't really humanized in a way that made me grasp the concepts very easily. Um, so for example, just a super exam- easy example is like the whole players two aspect, right? Like I think yeah. this was set up so that on the other planets or on the other levels, they could just fill in the blanks, right? Like how many players there are? Oh, three in total. That's including you, right? But then in the breakdown, it's like human, one million. AI, one, 300,000. AI, two, 300,000. Like what does that actually mean? Unless you actually play a little bit of it and actually go through the tutorial, those are very hard concepts to get. Uh, mm-hmm. And not to mention like what the human in this aspect means. It's, it's you, you are the player, Right. And the AI are the two other players. So I don't know. Like there's just something about it that I feel things were set up from an engineering perspective to fill in the blanks. But that to me led to a lot more confusion. Um, And it's also even like within the game itself. Like sure, all the numbers ticking up and all that stuff is great. Uh, But to me, like, I don't know. I just I just felt it really busy. And I felt like I wasn't able to capture all the right information for me to do things the, the way that I wanted. Yeah, I've seen a couple of playthroughs uh, using the PC version, and I think that uh, makes it a lot easier because I think as a touch UI, there's uh, it's a little little fiddly um, without the fidelity of a, of a, of a, of a cursor, um, especially the real-time nature of it. I found myself, my anxiety levels getting quite high when the enemies are attacking, and I'm like, no. I need to. I need to attack. I need to. I need to uh, take action. Uh, but right. my my fingers couldn't. Kind of. I wasn't feeling like I was able to respond quickly enough uh, to to these incoming attacks, which is maybe just the reality of intergalactic battle. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think in that aspect, it actually gets it pretty well. Like you know, the fog of war, right? Like when things <laughs> become all cloudy and your judgment becomes rushed and you don't really you're fumbling like sure i know this attack button is right there but once things are happening to you, you're like oh where did that where did that go <laughs> so i think it leads to that but um even just like the long tap and then action i felt like the long tap that was a tricky yeah is a tricky uh gesture to get right without it as it is my little a personal pet peeve anytime you have a long tap it's the, uh it's like why do the long tap <laughs> Well, yes, it feels like, you know, I'm tapping just, uh, especially for something as urgent feeling as, uh, sets my attack vectors or put me in attack mode. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think there are lots of things that are smart about this game, but overall, like I felt the, the touch aspect probably wasn't as well thought out as they wanted it to be. Um, good effort, but overall it just left me a little bit more confused i would i definitely want to try the pc version um i feel like that could work very well should we get to the three by threes 
Let's three, get to the three by threes, Edwin. Three things. Three supernovas. Three good planets. And three and black holes. Three, exactly. <laughs> and the good aspect, um, I think, uh, if you want to get into some sort of like space conquest game, like a 4X game, I think this one is a really good place to start. Uh, overall, it if you go through some of the tutorials and actually get going, this could be a game that you really like because it has really crunchy numbers that you can get behind. If you like games where you know you're building up resources you're building up your spaceships and sending them to to conquest if you like a game like civilization uh, but you want a different flavor of it like you want a different style of it this could totally be something that you'd love there's some thoughtful ui decisions being made uh like you can there's basically a slider for saying like how many ships you want to send um which kind of works as like a little semicircle. I think it actually works pretty well um, for like quickly adjusting from like zero to a million billion ships. <laughs> I think that works quite nicely um, for sending it. Uh, and also, you know, it feels pretty good when you get to uh, take over a planet and uh, uh, your colors, you see all the color, the color of your team spreading across the galaxy. Yeah. Like you said, there are some pretty smart things that they do. Um, like, what do you call it? I really like that all the numbers are really plain and simple. Like, uh, mm. if you, if you, if you're starting to conquest another planet, um, there is an aspect of it, like where it kind of boils down the numbers for you in ways that guarantees success. Um, there are still some things about it that I don't like, which I'll talk about in the, the bad points, but overall, you know, I think it is that number, it's like the numbers game and it makes the numbers the most prominent. And so in that aspect, it makes it super clear. The campaign mode is pretty nice. You get a whole different uh, bunch of different modes. Um, you can, I think the tutorial was reasonably good. Uh, I definitely would encourage folks to look for a, for a, for a let's play on, on YouTube just to really get uh, the underlying fundamental concepts of the game. Um, but they also have this like custom game Um that you can start up, which is kind of fun. So you can say how many enemies you want to play against, uh, how many solar systems and mods and uh, things like that. So you can like bust out a campaign mode and set up like your own fun experimental mode to try out, which is kind of good. That's a good place. Once you've been through the t- tutorial, uh, then you can like just try a custom game to see see how it feels. On to the black holes, Sam. Mm. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, for some reason, this game just didn't, click with me in terms of the way the information is laid out. Like, I think it's, it's one of those things. Like, I think if you're a certain type of person, this will click with you and this will totally make sense. But for some reason, the way the information is laid out for me, um, I had a really hard time finding real value in the stuff that I was looking at. Uh, and even like the menu options to me was like still very confusing as to like, the choices that were made on top of that um the the actual elements of like when you actually do an action being in that little circular thing i felt that was kind of unnecessary i think looks wise it looks fine like it's going with that circular themes of all the planets and all that stuff but to me it led to a lot of getting used to and I think that is probably my biggest problem with this game is that I had to do a lot of getting used to in order to try and really play it rather than just playing the game 
I think it was also tricky when it scaled up. Like once you, as you move through the games, you kind of start off like, oh, you're the solar system. Oh, then you're in, uh, I guess, a larger solar system. And then there's like a galaxy where there's you know dozens of planets. Uh, that's when it becomes a very, I find it more tricky to navigate around and get a sense of where the enemies were, what the enemies were doing. Um, and then also how to strategize uh, my approach and to sort of move around the the move around the galaxy uh, with the, just a touch of my thumb. Right. Um, let's see. I didn't check out the sounds of this game, Edwin, but anything to mention about the sounds? They're fine. I also didn't, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a podcast while gaming kind of guy, so sound design is not high up on my list of things to investigate. But <laughs> Right. Um, I think the next negative point, and I don't know, I don't know if this is a negative for you, like while I do like the simplicity of the, the look and feel, to me, um, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I wrote a description that said hyper-stylized battles in space, space battles, mm-hmm. battles in space, this is not what I would picture as a hyper-stylized battle in space. This is, it looks like a, a very neatly designed minimalist abstract poster, in which sense... It definitely looks cool. Like I think there are some stills that you can grab from this that look really nice. But overall, if you're looking for a hyper-stylized space battle game with spaceships and planets being destroyed and taken over, um, I don't know. Like I don't know if this will do it for you. But yes, I think if you would have certain expectations, I think maybe what you're getting at, Sam, is like the actual combat doesn't feel... What's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't feel... Like... Uh, cinematic or it doesn't seem like blockbustery right but i think that's not what i'm getting at i think what i'm getting at is like if the description of this was hyper stylized space battle and you told them hey i got a game for you about hyper stylized space battles what they would imagine is like star wars it's like starcraft it's like um ender's game it's like spaceships that you see explode at least some explosions right (laughs) you just like explosions Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) right and i think you know this is a game of conflict and this is a game of like you know like it could potentially be very exciting but to me this is more just like it's it's like a radar it's like a radar view of what commanders might see if they were commanding a space armada right right there is a there's a difficult ui uh or uh, there was a difficult UI perspective problem, right? They're like, if you can see 12 planets all at once, in reality, you wouldn't see a single spaceship because they'd be like tiny, the size of an atom, right? So there's like this uh, perspective issue that needs to be resolved. They're like, hey, I want to be able to see the ships that I'm sending, but actually these ships are kind of the size of cities because <laughs> like I can see five planets at the same time. And so that is just a difficult... Uh, uh, perspective shift to reconcile which i understand sam what is your final seven day rating for end matter my final seven day rating is a two days although i really like the concept of this game i think i found a lot of problems in the abstraction of it the number game the numbers game of it you know it is one of those genres that i really like it is a 4x game but for some reason i wasn't taking away um the aspects that i really like about those games uh, it's a it's a five day for me. Uh, I kind of enjoyed exploring and getting to grips with it. Like I think 
to set your expectations. Like it is a kind of a complicated game. Like, like despite it being a minimalist looking, um, you kind of need to go in with the expectation that, yeah, I've got to kind of learn how this works and how the UI works. Uh, as I say, definitely take a look at the, uh, some playthroughs online, uh, just to really get a good understanding of some of the strategy behind it. Yeah, I think if you do like these Forex games, but with a bit of real time in there, uh, a bit of real time excitement, uh, and you can you can learn the UI, uh, some of the quirks of it, then this is certainly a good game to check out. I appreciate it. You know, three dollars, boom, done. No ads, tracking, or anything else like that, or or level or power ups or IAPs. So, yeah, I, I suggest if you like those kind of things, definitely worth a look. Yeah, I think if you're in for some some kind of 4X game uh, where it's about conquest and you've already gone through the gauntlet about of uh, playing all the Civ-type games, this is definitely one to check out. Sam, it now falls to you to choose our next game for seven days. What do you got? So we have a big responsibility of trying to review as much of the 180 games that Apple Arcade <laughs> has come out with. Right. I apologize. And also before my free trial ex- expires in July. Exactly. We have a limited number of weeks in order to get through. Um, but we're following a tradition also in the seven days to play, uh, you know. Are we playing golf? Varied history. <laughs> you got me. Edwin, you have seven days to play. Clap hands <laughs> golf. Oh. Now, you're going to have to spell that for me. It's clap hands golf without the D. (laughs) So C-L-A-P. Is that someone's name? H-A-N-Z golf. It is from a company called Clap Hands. Mm, That does make sense. Clap Hans. Clap Hans. Han Solo. Uh, This is actually very exciting because Clap Hans is a a Japanese company that's responsible for making the uh, hot shot Hot Shots Golf on the PlayStation uh, mm. platform. Ooh, okay. So they made Hot Shots Golf, Everybody's Golf, Minano Golf, uh, which are all sort of the same game. Wow, why have I never heard of this company? That sounds like my jam, totally. <laughs> it's a very popular series in the, the PlayStation family. So, and, you know, this is their latest game and it's come out for the Apple Arcade. Clap hands with a Z Golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tagline is the ultimate team golf game. Oh, I look forward to playing it. Mm. Sam, before we go, do you have a thing of the week? Yes, I do, Edwin. Right. So, as you know, I have made myself into uh, one of those really annoying fellows mm-hmm. with those mechanical keyboards. Thankfully, oh. we're all working from home. Right. And no one gets to listen to the beautiful clatter of my perfectly lubricated switches on this mm-hmm. amazing mechanical keyboard that I have assembled together. And listeners, don't worry, I, will edit, I also edit it out of the podcast for you. <laughs> but one of, the, one of the downfalls is that because this is an external keyboard, uh, and now I need to connect it to my Mac for work, sometimes the keys don't really match up appropriately. Right, like I think, basically, in the system's preferences, you can actually go in there and, um, you know, sw- swap around like the Alt key and the Windows key so that they're the Ooh. Command key and the Option key appropriately, mm. right? Which is very nice. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, you know, like one of the things that really gets me is I really like the top row buttons and the controls of the Mac keyboards. 
Um, I particularly like being able to see all your windows appear at the same time so you can select which one, which windows you have open, right? Mm-hmm. Another thing that I really like are the media controls, right? Like pausing and playing. Um, so I found this really handy dandy app that actually does that for you. And the app is, is free. It is on GitHub. Uh, it's called Carboner Elements with a K. K-A-R-B-I-N-E-R Elements. And by default, if you just like open it up, it actually enables all your F1 keys to behave like those media keys, which is super handy. But you can also assign it to like different devices. So if you have another keyboard that already has set media keys that you like, mm. it doesn't need to apply. It won't apply to those to that keyboard, but you just apply it to the mechanical keyboard that you have. Um, yeah, and sets those automatically as well. Oh, nice. But Edwin, I also have another thing. Oh, bonus thing. Um, Great. Ever since the Big Sur update, if I have Spotify playing in the background of my app, right, on my Mac, and then I have a YouTube video happen to be playing, right, mm. that oh, I paused. Okay, is this guess what media resumes when I hit play? Exactly. Who knows? It's roulette. <laughs> I can be Isn't that the most annoying thing? Like, all of a sudden, you want your music to start playing again, but it's like the screaming of a child on the video that you were watching, right? And you're like, oh, that's what totally not what I meant to play. <laughs> that was a conversation for another day. You know, 10 hours of, of children screaming <laughs> video on YouTube. This is, this is my focus music, yeah. <laughs> so, I found this one app called Bearded Spice. Okay. The name is giving nothing away. Bearded Spice, yeah. I think it's just the the developer's handle. But Bearded Spice, what it does is it allows you to just set permanently what you want to control with those media controls. Mm. And I have mine set for Spotify because that's all I want to control with those media keys. Uh, yeah, and it's free. It's great. And now I don't have to worry about my 10 hours of children screaming video resuming during meetings. Yeah, I feel like my use case... Often I'll have like a Will Smith, I'll have a Will Smith PUBG stream going in the background. Um, you know, just some nonsensical chat and occasional ratatat of automatic weapons. I find very <laughs> relaxing. I don't don't ask me why. Don't at me, bro, as they say. Uh, but yeah, that's that is confusing when you press pause, and then yeah, also with Spotify playing, I often use Spotify Connect for a remote speaker. And the trick mm. there is that I just wanted that to keep going. So the trick there is just get that going and then close Spotify client on my laptop. The remote speaker keeps playing and then I can control my local audio. But yeah, okay, oh, I'll check it out though. That sounds... Yeah. I've kind of just given up on using media keys because it's never the right thing. But they always use the wrong thing to start to, to recommence playback. Uh, yeah, this could be a good thing. So this has helped it. Check it out. Yeah, it's always a roulette, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I might have three videos open. Like, why is it starting? The third, the second one that I played. <laughs> <Exactly. Yeah. laughs> it's the unknowable. Uh, it's very philosophical, Sam. It's unknowable until you play. <laughs> what actually resume? Until you hit that key. All three of them are, could be playing. Right. Uh, my thing of the week is I have a TV program for you. HBO Max. If you have the the maximum HBO. Oh, I do. Uh, Mayor of Easttown mm. is my... Um, I mean, it's, we're halfway through the season, so who knows how it's going to go. But so far, it is by far the, my favorite thing that I've seen this year. 
boom, sing oh, it down. Interesting. Uh, informally, in our household, we call it the sad Kate Winslet show. Because uh, she's, uh, yeah, she plays a down on the heels cop investigating a murder. And, oh, you know, interesting. it's a procedural, it's got all the stuff you love, but there's something so. There's very much a sense of place. It's set in East Town, which is like a little town outside of Philadelphia. And, like, as soon as you go into that world, it feels so real and realized, kind of like how Baltimore was in The Wire. Um, mm. It's not just like a glossy backdrop. You're like, oh, these people literally do live here. And you totally feel like it's a real place that real people are in. Um, it's got Evan Peters in as well, giving a like a straight performance. Rather, he's not being goofy or superhero-y because um, he's the the one that runs fast in x-men oh i see okay yeah <laughs> yes yeah who we all know and love and we can name straight away <laughs> yep don't know uh but yeah he just uh just gives a very straightforward performance uh which is fantastic and he's so good and like it's i mean it's depressing but it's also quite a funny show like it's i don't know it's just so well observed it's so well written incredibly well acted um yeah, I look forward to it every week. It's the highlight of the week. When oh, I, is it I, one of those like weekly, sin- weekly It is weekly, shows yeah. Where... We're up to week mm. four so far, I think. Uh, and it's usually a Tuesday or Wednesday by the time I get around to watching to watching our sad Kate Winslet show because it's, <laughs> it's currently on the 10 p.m. Sunday night slot, which, as gotcha. you know, is you know, way after my bedtime. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> but it's great. You I know what I realized? You know what dawned on me the other day? That... <clears throat> HBO Max is the combination of HBO and Cinemax. Oh. Or I think it is, right? Isn't I, that right? I I still think Cinemax is separate. I don't know. I is mean, that would be great it if it is, but I don't know. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, they are part of it now. Hmm. I was like, I wonder why they called it HBO Max when they had HBO Go and HBO Now, right? Oh, mm. they, <laughs> that does actually suddenly make more sense and is slightly less confusing. No, it's mm. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all horrible. I, I prob- yeah. I'm probably subscribed to all three and don't know it. I should check my subscriptions. Uh, yes. I, I mean, I think HBO Now and HBO Go has shut down in favor of HBO Max, but... Thank God, because I probably would have been paying for it if they had it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Edwin, yes. you have seven days to play. Clap Hands Golf. My favorite uh, name, because I know next week when we record, we're going to be clapping hands a lot. <laughs> Oh, for our listeners, uh, that is Sam's favorite part of the show that you never get to hear, where we clap hands to synchronize our recordings. Uh, now we can <laughs> do it for live in the show, but also playing golf at the same time. Let's see how that works out. Uh, if you have any game suggestions, you can tweet us at 7 Days to Play. And find us on Spotify at 7 Days to Play or wherever you listen to your podcast. 7 Days to Play. 7 Days to Play. Seven days to play.